And we're back again on back-to-back days. Jeff missed out on last night, so he felt bad about it. So he decided to talk about hockey today. And, you know, he did. the That's hockey exactly community has not here. really been the most fun place to be in right now No, in terms of all the stuff that's come out in the last week or so with you know the Blackhawks and uh, all that shit uh, which we will break down we'll summarize some of the stuff if you haven't already heard I'm sure it's been a week or so since been everywhere the, um, in, we're just going to summarize some of the main points and yeah the main points and down. stuff that's come up in the last couple of days um uh, uh, Gary Bettman spoke yesterday, which a lot of people found yeah. annoying, questioned him on a lot of things that have come out in terms of punishments and everything. So we'll break all that down. Uh, obviously, while this is still going on, hockey is also still going on. So obviously, we'll be talking about that as well. Um, so yeah, the Flyers do play tonight against the Arizona Coy- uh, Coyotes, the winless Arizona Coyotes team, which the Flyers had this situation a couple of seasons back where they faced the Coyotes, a winless Coyotes team, and I do believe they lost. I wouldn't put it past them. So if you see repeat, don't be surprised. Yes. Now, just remember, there was one year when it was the Ducks, too, but I think that one you were able to pull out. It went to, I think it went to overtime. But. Either way, it can't. Anyways, ah. we can start this how we normally start this out, with uh, the stat heads of the games that happened last night. Yep, we have yesterday's top performers, uh, Patrick Kane, dominating uh, a hat trick and assist for a four point night, uh, nineteen minutes forty seconds of ice time, six total shots on goal. Leon Drysaddle also also four point nine two goals to assist in just under twenty minutes of ice time, five shots. Brandon Hagel, uh, two goals in seventeen and a half minutes of play. Um, Anthony Sorelli, sorry. Uh, you have two assists, and then um, Jonathan Tace had three. I'm sorry, Cirelli had a goal and assist, and Tace had three assists. Um, Flurry, 29 saves on 30 um, shots, 0.967 save percentage, and Chicago's win, Tampa Bay's Andre Vasilevsky, 31 saves on 33 shots, 0.939 save percentage in their victory there. Um, yesterday's debut for Washington. I'm going to say Alexi, even though that's probably not right. Alexi Prodos. Um, that's probably he Alexi. Just under four minutes of ice time, uh, no shots on goal. Um, the 20 year old made his debut. Uh, so, congratulations to him. Uh, yesterday, he scores Chicago, Blast Norway, Ottawa. Chicago's first win of the year. They're 1 7 and 2 with a 5 to 1 victory. Hagel and Kane only scoring, of course, combined for five goals. Uh, in Edmonton, they topped off Seattle's uh, five to two. The Oilers are now five, or now seven and one. Drysdale, Keith, Turris, Yamamoto, and Drysdale again. I don't know. That's a great question. Um, and then Tampa Bay five three and one, topping Washington. Uh, Braden Point looks like he got the go ahead goal. Kalorn got the other goal, and Leeson uh, and Sherry or Sherry, however you want to pronounce it. Um, Sherry, pronounce his name right. That's Sherry. Um, Sherry, there you go. Get the other goal. Um, the hottest teams in the last 15 days, Florida, Calgary, and Carolina, all six and oh, sorry, six wins in, in the last 15 days. Florida over is uh, six, oh, and one in the last 15 days, 13 points, um, 12 for Carolina and, and Calgary, five one for Edmonton, 10 points, four one and two for Washington, 10 points there. 
the Metro standings right now. Carolina perfect eight and zero, leading the way. The Rangers off to a surprisingly six two and one start. Uh, Washington five one and three, and Columbus five and three. Uh, in the Atlantic, you have Florida eight zero and one, Buffalo five two and one. Another shocker there. Uh, Tampa five three one, the Detroit four three and two, not too bad. Uh, in the Central six and one, St. Louis four two and two, Winnipeg five and three. Uh, Minnesota and four and four, a rough start for the Avalanche in Colorado, eight points there in fourth and central. And last but not least, Edmonton leading the way in Pacific. I'm sure you're enjoying that last part there, Whitmer. Seven uh, one for the Oilers, 14 points. Calgary, six one and one, which to both of us, I, I messaged him the other day saying, Hey, going into Flyers game on Saturday. Did, did you know that the uh, the Oilers were five? Sorry, the um, the Flames were five one one and with these looks, you're like, nope, didn't know that was a thing, but they were red hot. They're still me. red hot. And I mean, too. Don't know to me. The Sharks 5 3 0, and the Ducks 3 4 and 3. Yes, they are ahead of Vegas for now. Yes. Um, Tonight's I mean, games, you have a bunch. Oh, we do? What are the oh, games, yeah. Sir Jeffrey? You have Detroit against Montreal, mm-hmm. Philadelphia and Arizona, Vegas, Toronto, Ottawa, Minnesota. Winnipeg and Dallas, Nashville and Calgary, New Jersey, Anaheim, the Rangers, Canucks, and the Sabres against the Sharks. So plenty of games going on tonight. Um, the only notable one I'd say is probably that uh, Vegas, Toronto. Yeah. A lot of other that, ones are kind of – uh, actually, Dallas, Winnipeg could be interesting too. That could be very interesting. And then honestly, Calgary and Nashville, 6-1-0 against yeah. a 4-4 four and four team. So we'll keep an eye out there. I'll also say this too. Um, yep. Or I guess if you're doing, oh, never mind. Vancouver's not doing well. Um, it is still early in the season. Made these teams have played between seven to ten games, um, and typically, in past years, the bad teams, or like say the Buffaloers. Like teams like that, let's just say, followers, where they'll start the year kind of hot, but you kind of know, okay, at some point they're just going to fall off because they can't sustain it. So it's great that, you know, seeing Buffalo second or even uh, Calgary the being up there or the Sharks being up there in terms of the Pacific, but it's still early in the season. Nobody should be hitting the panic button especially if you're a team that's in the bottom or you're the bottom. Uh, even if you're a Seattle fan and you're kind of annoyed with how Haxel has run your team so far with your three, six and one start uh, for seven points uh, being tied for sixth in the Pacific, you're still just a newbie. You're still getting used to your teammates and everything. So unfortunately you're not going to be Vegas. It's just not going to happen. The team that you drafted just wasn't going to be no. what Vegas was. No, for. not, not even close. They they had potential, but they screwed they screwed it up themselves. So they did. Chicago, yeah. they made a bunch of changes, but again, they they just got their first win this season. They're one seven and two, four points, and they've got a lot of shit going on right now, just outside of hockey sense, but just gave me hockey sense. Off the ice. Yeah. And one thing too, because they gave a lot of money to Seth Jones, and right now it does not look to be uh working out for him. But speaking of no. contracts, um, Adam Fox and Morgan Riley uh, both got uh, extensions. Uh, 
the Morgan Riley one was for uh going on, let me just pull it right up. It, it was, was eight years, sixty million, uh seven point five average average annual, which is a lot. And I honestly thought I texted this to you when you first texted me it. Uh, that I thought he would be, or that they potentially move on from Riley. Yeah. Um, and then Adam Fox. Um, you know, you got an even bigger contract. Yeah. Even though he won the Norris, so I guess you know that sense. I mean, yeah, he's definitely worth it. He's won one Norris. <laughs> uh, he's got a seven-year, sixty-six and a half, uh, nine-point-five average annual, which I don't think takes into effect until next year but i'll have to look that up either way that's a lot of money yep that doesn't take effect until next year but that's a lot of money that's and they're gonna have some big names yep they're gonna have some big names to uh re-sign too so don't think that um in the clear i'm pretty sure they're gonna have to re-sign after next year, okay. Alexi Lafreniere too. Or no, I'm thinking of Kako. And then Kako's after this that, year, this offseason, and, next, the and then following next year is Lafreniere. Lafreniere. Yeah. Uh, Gauthier is this offseason as well. They also have Sammy Blade, who also who already has a 1.5 mil cap hit. Um, Obviously, this mentioned yeah. before, uh, Gorgiev too. I really do think that they're going to make Gorgiev you know, considering the fact that they ex- extended Shisterkin 5.6 mil for the next several years, Gorgiev is basically on his way out. And that's the only logical way to uh, save money at this point for the New York Rangers. Yeah, maybe. Um, or you don't have to give him that big of a contract. He's only 25. He hasn't done I mean, that right. Weren't that big I mean, of a contract. He's a solid goalie. I don't know how great of a contract he's going to get, but right. either way, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. Um, interesting. Um, there was something else that happened recently. That was Oh, yeah. I saw this when I first got on. Um, sounds like Carlson's going to be out for a couple of weeks as well. Yes. It's what, six to eight weeks with, I think I saw like a broken foot. Yeah. Ouchie. So that's Ouchie. Also, Crosby looks like, I don't know how long it was. He, he made his debut. Was, yeah. Just the other, just last night, I think. Yes, he did. Oh, it, that's why Patrick nice wasn't playing. He was on the IR. Ah. Also, I don't know when it's going to happen because there's been conflicting reports over and over again. But at some point, it sounds like the Eichel trades and rumors have heated up and then it kind of cools down like a second later. So it's been very hot and cold there. But we'll yeah. obviously keep um, Long story short, it is not only just the biggest Golden Knights who are the finalists. Apparently, the Calgary Flames are also one of the finalists, which surprises me. I was not expecting a team like Calgary to be in the mix. I would expect someone like Anaheim because they have the prospects. Uh, I'm not saying that Calgary doesn't or some pieces to get rid of, but Anaheim would most likely be able to do so. And then if you or Vegas, I know they don't want to get rid of them or Peyton Krebs, but I don't see how Peyton Krebs or another high caliber player for them for that organization isn't gone in a trade for Jack Eichel. Oh, yeah. 
Um, they're not afraid to trade their young, no. as has no. been proven since their existence, <laughs> since yeah. they drafted people in the first round, at least. Yeah, that they weren't afraid to. So, um, but if that's the case, then they're all, not that they already aren't potential top finals finalists or div or conference mm-hmm. kind of getting there just based on teams just getting a solid center like that would be huge because right now you just lost William Carlson for a long time yeah and, and he's then, your only real center so with that being the guy said, you traded for and Nolan Patrick's also on the IR so, so with that being said here Mike, also Stone's on the IR which is news to me that is news to me too um, I will say now this gives Vegas even more of a reason to get a deal done for Jack Eichel. Mm-hmm. Well, now I was well, well, right in like yes and no. Obviously, he's still got the surgery and everything, but still, yeah, because that's that's the one weakness for Vegas is Tom Middle. They don't have a lot, so obviously they're gonna see what uh, Buffalo wants to uh, offer for it. Which I assume that they're offering and, a lot for it, which is why they haven't gotten a deal done. Which I mean, for Eichel, right. it makes sense. Same but time, of- though, how much can you really offer Buffalo right now? Because whatever leverage Buffalo has, they have almost none because of this whole surgery thing. Right. If they 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 won't get nearly as much as they actually could have or once could have for Jack Eichel. It's basically what they're going to get is half of what they should actually get for him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, that's fun. Mm-hmm. I was just turn the flyers talk real quick before we get to the sad shit. Yep. Um, Let's get Ryan done. Ellis is still out. It yeah. sounds like now it's being more of a week-to-week potentially than a yeah, day-to-day, which has been... People keep saying it's whatever his injury was in the preseason, that's what it sounds like it was. Mm-hmm. So, that's great. Also, at some point this month, uh, you will see uh, Kevin Hayes join this team again, too, because... In eight days, you will see Kevin Hayes play hockey. Right, because it's in like that's 10 games. he's eligible. Or whatever you have to miss if you're on IR. I forget. I know there's a certain amount. I forget how many games it was. Um, I can't remember, but he's he's getting there. Yeah, he's getting there, and it sounds like he's already kind of getting close to game action. It's just that he has to sit out all these games, which is fine for him because he didn't have a training camp really. So him yeah. working his way back into it. Um, Makes sense. Also, this one last thing, too. I don't know why mm-hmm. I took him just now because they just put Atkinson on the first line of the power play to put him on the first power play yeah, unit, yeah. which is why I, I thought, you know, why wouldn't you do that to begin with when you got him because of the fact that, you know, one, cap reasons, but also for this pure simple fact that he can, you know, shoot and score. So I think you'd want that to be on your power play, especially when you have Drew, who's so good at setting people up. Yeah. Not that he wasn't already on, on on it anyways, but he was on your second unit. I was always questioning why he was always on the second unit. Now he's finally going to get a chance with that first unit, which makes sense to me. Also, we get to play our former, our still good friend, uh, Shane Gossespierre. 
which I made the prediction to you that he will win the game in overtime for my uh, prediction is he at least will just get one goal. Not necessarily he's going to win the game, but he's at least going to get one goal. Well, I'm well. They, they, these are already our predictions for the game. The Flyers, I, to me, <laughs> the Flyers losing in overtime two one to me. That's going to be my thought. I, and, yeah, I, I, I'm at some point the Flyers are going to. I think it's realistically they're going to probably lose um, to Arizona just because the Coyotes are winless. It's bound it's, to happen. Yes. It's bound to happen, and it's just tradition with the Flyers. It's, if you're on, if you got someone struggling, whether it's a player or a team, I like how you put it. It's just tradition with the yeah. Flyers. If you play the Flyers, you're like, okay, we can get out of this funk now, and then start getting really well. Or you know, you, you know, you play. Dude, this is why first we can't have his, nice things, people. Yeah, this is why we can't yeah. have nice things. Uh huh. Maybe first... I can I can finally bring out that gossip bear me. That's been that be key sending out. Uh, but anyway, as soon as the puck drops, I'm gonna I'm gonna send that tonight. There you go. Um, but as I kind of previewed at the start of the podcast, um, yeah, this has not been a great month or week or two since the uh, report came out or investigation was concluded and everything in the findings. Uh, with the NHL and the quote-unquote hockey community, um, which obviously they have their good points. They're always good at if, yeah. if Oscar Maybe. or in their season with Ke- with Carey Price or Bobby Ryan, guys like that. They're very good with that, but this is definitely right. a this dark, is, um, dark spot in the in, with hockey and in particular the NHL and it, goes more than just the Blackhawks and everything. It seems to be more league-wise and even uh, what's-his-face with the player rep for the players. Fair, right? Yeah. Brent yeah. Um, I can't remember his first name because he's that useless. Fair for the NHLPA. I, 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 I don't know where to begin. I, I told you this from the beginning. I, I'm saying it again now. I really don't know where to begin. Um. Obviously, it's last week, a little, little bit of a recap. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll start with that. Um, that's probably the best way to start. So last week, obviously, uh, it came out that uh, John Doe was uh, Kyle Beach. Yeah, Kyle, who came out to be Kyle Beach. He was the 11th overall pick in the 2008 NHL draft for the Chicago Blackhawks, and. During the 2010 season, although he never played for the Blackhawks, it turns out that their video coach, uh, Brad Aldrich, uh, sexually assaulted him. And um, and although he would never played on the team, he regularly pra- uh, practiced mm-hmm. with the, the starting players, hence yeah. why he was there. Um, so a lot has happened since that's come out. Joel Quenville has stepped down as head coach for the Florida Panthers. Stan Bowman has stepped down as GM for the Blackhawks and their VP, VP of is it hockey ops or something that they he whoever that is yes, he stepped down. Basically, all these people who were involved in during the 2010 yeah. era in the organization um, around that time, and a lot of questionable things have been said since then um the only including one in even that... more today by gary bettman the league's own commissioner but we'll get to that in a second mm-hmm. 
but the only one I think that still technically has a job from everyone that was named in the report and everything is, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but the dude in Winnipeg. Yes. Um, they're, they're GM. Who, are, yeah, um, who is, I don't know if that's con- could, if that tell press you. conference is still going on now, but him and the owner of the Jets her were yeah, I, or I honestly meeting with the media to talk about obviously this, but I'll say this though, if you're gonna and one of these guys, I know the issue with the Blackhawks is and the players and everything is the fact that not that it obviously it happened and it's terrible, it's shitty. It's just trying to find the right thing to say. Cause obviously they're all gonna say, Well, we all wish that this we would have said something, obviously, obviously. Right. Yeah, yeah, no shit. But it's just like, okay, cool. Well, now what do you say? It, it, you just gotta take a step back and he, actually like here's the issue that make up everyone ever since has said the wrong thing and that's my biggest issue well i actually think patrick kane has said the wrong thing he even made he even basically retracted his comment or just the other day or right today or gonna, that's what i was kind of getting to because yeah. that's what my point was like like either bounce it off before you get to the cameras or any or talk to media or anything actually, or make a public statement just yeah think it through do something the only one that i like, don't mind as much it's not great but it's i don't mind it was quinville's statement like i didn't mind his because obviously he owned up to his mistake like i know i should have done more to it but uh and he was just going to try to learn from it to whatever he could to teach and everything and i know there's the i don't know if it's going to happen anytime soon but if there's a, still that potential if he works his way back to hockey somehow. But he's already old enough where he probably at that point would be retired. So I don't think you're going to see Quinville again. No, which um, honestly, in, in this right sense, yeah, Quinville could learn as much from as he possibly can. Yeah. There's, there's no learn, doubt. And, there's no not just, way that in just, hell it, he could even remotely get a job back in hockey. He doesn't deserve one. He doesn't because, deserve one, but I, I've, I'm always one for trying to get someone like second chances doing that shit. But after too. all this stuff that's come out, but, he probably doesn't deserve one. No, but he deserved to have been fired on the spot. He didn't deserve, just like with Stan Bowman and all these other losers who have quote-unquote stepped down, they don't deserve the chance to step down. They deserve to get fired and have that on the record. Unlike that, they don't deserve another job in hockey. Half these people should be facing prison charges, let alone Brad Aldridge, who already went to prison because three years after he sexually assaulted um, Kyle Beach, he sexually assaulted a 16-year-old high school player in Michigan, which he then got arrested for. So how does that not draw any red flags? And how does it take three years later for another case to happen with a 16 year old. So to the NHL, to Gary Bettman, to all not those just that, that failed it Kyle Beach, so much- all these people that they failed over the years, it's an embarrassment in the league, embarrassment in hockey, an embarrassment of these guys that they have failed to protect. And if they had done their due diligence and actually run a proper background check and everything on Brad Aldrich, none of this would have happened to Kyle, uh, Kyle Beach. Not only that, none of this would have happened to the 16 year old in Michigan. So the fact that that's happened and all of this is coming out just this year, which has opened as I've been uh, 10, 11 years ago. That's a joke. It's a joke yeah. and a half. And the Lee should be freaking embarrassed. Batman needs to step down immediately. He's not a joke of a commissioner. And, and we'll get more now in a second. Because it's, it, it, he's, it, it's literally and just watching Kyle's 
um, interview, it made me sick to my stomach. Just hearing him and if you, what he if had you to say, the I haven't even read the report yet. I, I don't know if I'm ever going to because it's that. I did. It's I read I, it I, I don't like I one because I wanted to it's know all kind fun. of the full kind of everything that happened, not it's all. because of the situation, but the shit that happened after who knew and all that. Uh, just to get a better grasp of the situation and everything there. But in terms of what happened to him, I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, it, wow. it, it's like, brutal. Like, and, they only touched lightly on what had happened and everything. And, and even that was hard to stomach. But I can even imagine reading the actual report. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that really made people very upset, the Chicago Blackhawks were only fined $2 million. Yes. Keep in mind, that might sound like a lot of money to some people. Yes, it is. But to an NHL team, especially a original 16 like the Chicago Blackhawks, that's nothing. That's a handing them a nickel. They make $2 million every single home game. That's embarrassing. Not only that, but that's way less severe punishment than some teams have received for violating the salary cap or draft combine rules. For example, New Jersey Devils, the Arizona Coyotes. New Jersey Devils for violating salary cap with the Ilya Kovalchuk contract, they're fined three million. The fact that something about this is a thousand times serious as this with sexual assault, they find them only two million. And this is what uh, Batman had to say. He he defended it and said people have debated about uh, the amount of the fine, but it was substantial by any man, any measure. The fact he said it was substantial, and he actually thinks that it's an okay amount to I mean, find them. If you're talking about any other person, if you're talking about like people in general, like you know, everyday kind of people, you know, not in professional sports, yeah, it is two million dollars is a lot for a lot of people. It's not for a professional sports league. Now that an original sixteen that has been around since the beginning of the NHL, you yeah, got to do better. Also. They can they afford that in every single night in one home stand or one home game alone. The biggest gripe I have of all the shit that's happening outside of the obviously the shit that happened to uh, to Kyle and everything um, is one the Blackhawks handling of it, handling of it, and saying, "Well, everyone's been want, hiding it." Well, everyone's been hiding it, but you know they didn't want it to distract from going for the cup which is bullshit, and that's one thing that's always kind of stuck with me since I kind of read about it. Like, really? You winning this trophy is more important, is more important than, than, than this dude's life. A uh, player that you claim, everyone claims, that you are very close, you know, locked room, we don't want anything to happen to our players. You want safety for your players, but fuck this dude. Let's get this, let's get this trophy. Just so you can hold it for a summer. Then get your name and carved. That's great. That's great. This dude's life is now kind of in peril. His meaningless to them. To that organization, Kyle Beach's well-being is meaningless. Because if they gave any craps at all, they would have done something right then and there. The amount of reports that have gone out since then, they should be embarrassed. Not only that, but... This is also uh, Batman, who who even said this during the, his press conference, who had also disagreed with the comparison to the other fi- previous fines. It sends a message to all clubs by how about how I view the organization responsibility. He said, "Going to bring up." Yep, he was saying about the you know the fines and everything. He said, and, and this is the one that I think may be the most frustrated. Uh, the others had different context and different facts. 
This is to make clear that the way the Blackhawks organization handled the matter was inappropriate, even though ownership was not aware. It was also a message to the rest of the league that you have to make sure your organization is functioning properly on these matters. Do you know how ridiculous that is and how absurd Batman just sounds there? The different context, different facts. And they know because of this, this is shining more light. And I even saw something today of, I think there was even potential, like another sexual misconduct kind of thing with the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins that came out in a yeah. lawsuit. So yeah. this, this is shining light on other shit that's happened. This right. isn't, what what exactly does this what message are you showing it's like hey guys if you cover this up we're only going to smack you with you're just going to smack your hand we're not going to really do anything even though we're about honor and integrity and all this bullshit but you know don't do it because you're going to just get a two million dollar fine it's 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 nothing which i then there's and i even been vocal about this to you through text I didn't just want the Chicago Blackhawks to be punished by it. You know who owns the Blackhawks, who's owning the Blackhawks back then? I forget his name, but I thought he should have gotten hit too with something. Everyone that's a higher level executive and anyone in management alone that had something to do about this or knew about it should have been fined a heavy, heavy fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other thing is, Bill Daly, the NHL deputy commissioner, he's guy goes, well, he's done a brutal job at what he's supposed to do. He said the league was given a heads up in late December by the Blackhawks lawyer about a potential legal situation. And the the NHL was assured that there was nothing there. That's absurd. Oh, and and not only that, but it took 46 minutes into uh, Batman's conference, 46 minutes and one colleague until Rick Westhead got to ask his first question. Pierre LeBron was gracious enough to force the NHL's hand, which led Rick to be able to ask one question on Batman's And he was the one that kind of broke everything, too. He did. He broke everything. And he's had some help for sure, but he was the main one. Yeah. He asked Batman I'm, if the NHL will publicly commit to providing counseling to the former high school player who's abused by Aldrich and to his family. Bettman said the league needs more information and we'll make that commitment right now. Keep this in mind. Brad Aldrich was sentenced, and this is from Rick West, who had posted all this. Aldrich was sentenced to nine months in jail in 2014 for abusing John Doe, too, the former high school player. Aldrich, who's a registered sex offender. Gary Bettman says he needs more info before committing NHL care for John Doe, too. Imagine that. Imagine if you're this kid who's hearing all this information. Imagine if you're anyone who's a decent being and you're hearing this. So why did the angel or not just, open an investigation immediately in December, 2020 after the Blackhawks told them a former player had alleged he was a assaulted by a coach. And not just and that, if it you're goes someone on, who had there, come are, forward. Are there the employees for the Blackhawks who told the angel then that there was nothing to do it? Still working for the team. Batman claimed today that the angel has a sexual abuse policy. I would love to see a copy of this as well. Just like Rick West had said, he said, if such a policy exists, wouldn't Batman have obligated to formally investigate in December, 2020, when he first learned of the abuse allegations for the black box. It's absolutely ridiculous. That's gone this far. And the fact that, that again, they, they've claimed that there is some kind of policy there. I don't 
has anyone heard of this policy? I literally haven't heard it. Or do you just why. are you trying to figure it out now so you can just throw it in there? It's like, hey, there it is. Look, that, that's literally right there. If that's, I had it's to right guess, there. That is what I'm guessing is going to happen. They're going to come up with some crap policy that they're going to pull out of nowhere and say, "Oh, it, it was here all along." What, is this going to be it, like? Is this going to be like Mr. Mackey in South Park? Like, oh, this is bad. Okay, and that's it. Pretty much. Yep. Pretty we don't much. tolerate it. Okay, it's bad. Okay. So it, it, it's absurd. I think that it's, the the angels ruin this because for them. I think you should have just. And I want to get your idea of what you what just what you would have done for a penalty just to the Blackhawks in general of everything that happened. But I would have taken away draft. A couple of draft picks, obviously hit him with a heftier fine, find the owner, and then, uh, you know, other shit too. If I, if I was a reasonable, reasonable uh, commissioner in Gary Bettman, which obviously he's I wouldn't not. just do it for this year too. I would have done it for like the next like oh, three yeah. to yeah, four, for sure. maybe in five years. You I'm not going to lie. Not even that. If you really want to send a message, first, second round picks, somewhere around there. I'll, I'll put this way. If you really now, want to send a message to say, don't do this. If, we don't if get- you wanted to send a true message, here's what I personally would do. Everyone, the higher execs who have already been stepped down, I wouldn't have given them a chance to step down. I don't care about, I don't care that they have a good reputation in the NHL. Clearly they don't if they get stepped down for this. Uh, you have Stan Bowman. I would have fired him, not have him step down. I would right. have had Joel Quenville fired. Don't give him the opportunity to step down. Kevin uh, Shoveldayoff, um, the GM for the Winnipeg Jets, I would have already fired him. Not only that, I wouldn't have allowed Joel Quenville to even coach that game against um, yes. whoever that – no, he, not even probably should have. He shouldn't have at all against the Browns. Thank you. There's too much at stake for them to say, hey, you know, give him a legitimate chance. Not only that, but for each year that they knew about this and didn't do anything, a minimum per year, I would have fined them at least five million, at least maybe even close to ten million per year. That way, they can really actually learn their lesson. Mm-hmm. The only issue there would be, and this is would have been another issue if Quinville wouldn't have been fired or anything is that it's up to the team itself to fire them. They can suspend them. They can put them on a list, but they can't actually fire. Like right, if you're the commissioner I think that's that. the league. But if, I think the commissioner needs to be able to step in and actually do something about it. Right. Which would and be he's hiding behind this stupid dude little is, desk this dude is like exiled essentially. That's what I would do. It's like the, you're exiled, you're exiled, you're exiled. Every person who applies for a job, anything to prevent this from happening again, you have to go through a rigorous background check to make sure you know you got nothing, anything background. You have to be clean as a whistle. You cannot yeah. have a single thing on their record. Mm-hmm. So as much and as even if it's like the littlest kind of complaint or whatever, send it up. Just send it up and come up with a private like hotline if you don't already have one for both the own for the league and the player association, so you can make it an anonymous. You know, called saying, "Hey, this I'm John Doe, and this kind of happened to me by this person, like right. something like that." And then they can. And you actually have, have you can't, and, and I want to bring up this thread by Alan Walsh because he makes a lot of great points. Because 
Gary Bettman deserves to be fired. And he here's what Al Walsh tweeted out eight hours ago for a thread. I'm hearing this morning that several NHL owners are very concerned and unhappy with Gary Bettman's leadership. I think even the owners realize it's time for a change in the NHL and culture only changes from the top down. It's time to fire Bettman. From the way Gary has mismanaged the horrific events in Chicago, he was refusing to acknowledge the link between traumatic brain injury and CTE for for doing nothing to help retired players and for calling the NHL a family for the department of player suspensions, for the way the game is marketed, for the lack of any coherent global strategy, for turning his back on issues like painkiller, ambient and total abuse, for his lack of empathy and caring for his three lockouts on the wise. It's time for Gary to go. And it's true. He does not deserve to be in the NHL, period. He deserves to be fired. He doesn't deserve to have any job in hockey ever again, let alone sports ever again. Yeah. It's it's freaking embarrassing. In order to get him can, though, and even if there are owners, they would have to be a meeting and they'd have to have some kind of majority. I don't know if it's like a two-thirds majority, if it has to be everyone, or if it's just a simple majority of owners that say, this guy's got to go. But also, I mean, Dutch has been around since 1993. At some point, you got to yeah. make some kind of changes. But if not he, only that, but Dina's really bad. The fact that he had what, three lockouts since his time being in 1993, one of them two, not even two, not within five years of him being commissioner. Mm-hmm. Within five years. Do you know how awful you have to be as a commissioner to have your first lockout within the first, it was even, even three years. It was two years. And then you had one shortly after that. You missed a whole year. Had another one after that. And only played the half a year. Not even. It's, it's a this freaking joke. That lockout came in between when this shit happened. So it's like, it's definitely not a great look. And if I'm the NHL, it's a horrible or, look. If I'm an owner or if I'm someone in the league, I'm saying, okay, we need an absolute fresh start here because just to get a better, you know, public relations kind of look to the future kind of like site for the NHL so you don't have people turn away because of this like the NFL would have because I'm sure if this was the NFL it'd be even bigger news than it already is um, yeah. but you gotta you have to make changes I would get, I'd maybe get rid of Batman. it's hard it would probably be hard to do because I think there's still it will be hard it's, it's not going to be easy I'll tell you that much supportive of him but I'd Try to get rid of but after his extremely of, questionable comments today or yesterday. Yeah, do you know how many people's minds have changed probably about him and thinking this is not a Gary Bettman I thought this once was? He's doing what he can to protect not his really, league though. and, this, and I don't money. Think... Do you know how many how much money he probably makes? Do you know how much of a joke this is and how horrible of a freaking human being you have to be to make those comments and how gritty you have to be? Just to say anything remotely stupid like that, it's a freaking joke. It is, but he's a freaking joke, and it's. I'm I'm tired of seeing his his, his face all across the NHL. It, it's long overdue. Every he's other go. sport since then has gone through different commissioners. You may not like them, you might hate them, do whatever hate or whatever your opinions on of them, but they've changed them. Some because of retirement others for other reasons but 
at some point you got to be like, all right, how much of a longer leash do we have to give this dude? Because I don't think the $2 million should be that much of a surprise when you see the, the fines that they get for illegal hits or shit that they're trying to get out of the game. Right. And, and that's what it comes down to eventually is it's such, it sets such an, a bad example that it goes from freaking all the way down to the player department player safety to hand out weak fines for your own player safety, who you claim you care about when clearly that's not even the case. You care about the health and future of the safety players. No, you don't. You even remotely cared. You would have had much stronger rules and policies set in place. And it goes all the way to the top. You don't care. I don't care what Batman says or what he's trying to say. He doesn't care. And he all he cares about is money. He's a greedy son of a gun who no one likes. He deserves to get fired. And he doesn't deserve a place in hockey ever again. It's a, it's a joke. Yeah. I agree. The only good thing that's not even really good thing. The only thing that came out of it, out of the Chicago organization that was kind of okay was their owner. You know, I don't know how they do it was getting what's his face, his name off the cup. Which would be Roger, hard to do, yeah. which I think he's even just drawing a line through it, which I mean, that's not a great look on your cup, but I mean, yeah. What they, they did do in one case of the cup where the Edmonton Oilers ages ago, uh, a, a player he presented, and I don't know how he got it, but he somehow got his dad's name on the cup as a Father's Day gift um, to get his dad's name on the cup and the league obviously found out about it at some point and they ended up xing out over the dad's name so if they can do that they They should be able to easily do this i mean in that situation why don't you just keep it up that's just a funny story to tell yeah that's just a funny uh uh, this dude's dad's on here how does that happen some you know the dudes who usually carves the names in here well apparently it was his dad it was her father's day gift so whenever they go to the hockey hall of fame and they see this quote he's like hey look look you're right there there i am Uh, you can even have a little placard you can have a little placard in the hall of fame it's like this dude actually didn't play but it's so awesome that we're just going to keep it here if they did that, I would love the I would love the NHL if they did that. They're never going to do that, but I would love no, because the NHL sucks. It, it used to be one of the best leagues in the world, if not the the best, and it's it's going down every freaking year since. And it, it's on, all yeah on the grounds of hockey itself in terms of the game. Yeah, it still is, but when you get the dark shit behind it, don't turn to the NFL when you just kind of turn a blind eye to the shit. Because. Yeah. They're they're literally NFL two not, not in a good way. The NFL was big enough where even though they had a lot of situations, a lot of issues, they were still were going to make monies. You make monies, but if and you're already having this issue this season with attendance and everything, it's down and everything, not many sellouts. Um, but if this was something that swayed people from not watching wanting to watch your sport, especially people who are who have been those victims or anything like that, yeah, then that may turn you off from your uh, sport. And, and that's the thing that sucks is that like there's and I don't know if major cancel culture is when anything remotely comes close to any sort of bad news, 
you know, like they, they have that cancel culture and say, like, oh, but like they, the, the, the league will do anything in its power to make sure your voice isn't hurt, uh, heard and they will do whatever they can to cover it up. Yeah. And obviously more shit about uh, more stuff's probably going to come out from this. Um, a so, lot more. This is far from over. For the it league. is. I mean, hopefully at some point, obviously we, if we had our way, we would want Batman fair out of here and just start a new chapter and just try to get the shit behind us. Uh, give yeah. Kyle the right kind of um, support and everything to make him feel not, not that the, he's going to feel better about it, but you know, you got to do something for him because it's been so long, but obviously we'll be, we'll track everything down that we be able to and everything with all this has happened and all hockey related stuff. And I think that's all we really got for this week until then, hopefully on a happier note in terms of the hockey world, we'll see you next time.